Stay? Go? Don't? know. Where will you call home in retirement? Learn why many more boomers are choosing to go and where they're going to in order to improve retirement satisfaction. That and more on today's Retire Smarter Show. It's another edition of Retire Smarter. Walter Sorholt here with you alongside Kevin Krosky, President, Wealth Advisor at True Wealth Design. Find us online at truewealthdesign.com. Kevin, good to be with you once again. Looking forward to continuing our series on what retirees want. And today we're talking about what they want in a home. But before all of that, what's going on in your world? Yeah, everything's great. Um, a little bit of market volatility that we're experiencing right now, uh, which you know is normal, even though we really haven't had it for a while. So maybe a brief PSA, just uh, I think it's it's good to remember that this volatility or kind of the the more wild ups and downs tends to be a, it's a feature, not necessarily a bug of markets. It's the same reason why you can expect outsized returns from stocks compared to safer assets, less volatile assets like bonds. Um, though it's, you know, nobody really likes the downside volatility. We don't mind it when, when stocks go to the upside. Yeah, much yeah volatility is great when it's up. <laughs> yeah. So it depends on the direction, but, um, but nonetheless, you know, this, this is, you know, nothing abnormal. You know, I'm not making a prediction or anything here, but again, volatility, it does happen. It's just, it hasn't happened for quite some time, literally for the last. Uh, decade really since 2000 after 2009 financial crisis the market has been quite quite calm uh, more than what has been normal so uh it's just keep in mind a five percent decline occurs about three times a year ten percent decline which is pretty much on par with with what we reach so far year to date uh, occurs about once a year and a 20 percent decline occurs about once every six years and uh, though we got close um, a couple times, certainly in when the world shut down in March of 20, we got all those three in just a matter of a couple of weeks. But um, but prior to that, we haven't seen a 20 percent decline since 2009. So I'm not saying that that's going to happen and it's inevitable. It is inevitable at some point. It's going to happen. It's just the feature of the markets and how they work. But uh, but volatility like we've had more recently is, n- is nothing to panic about. That's that's really the message I want people to take away. Very good. Helpful to get that information. If you've got any questions about some of the volatility that's been happening lately as it relates to your plan, and if you've listened to the show for a while, or maybe you're a new listener and you're wondering, how can I get help navigating through all those things? Again, you can always reach out by calling 855-TWD-PLAN or schedule a time to meet with an experienced advisor on the team by clicking the Are We Right For You button on truewealthdesign.com links and contact info in the description of today's show. Well, Kevin, we are in the midst of a series breaking down the book, What Retirees Want. We've covered a lot of different angles from talking about the relationship aspects in retirement to, uh, you know, working in retirement, the second careers that some people embark on, as well as uh, an overview of the book and kind of what to expect. If anybody hasn't listened to those previous episodes, certainly invite you go back to episode 88, where we began this series, and you kind of get caught up a little bit on what we've talked about so far. But today we turn our attention to what retirees want in a home and uh, looking forward to today's discussion with you. Yeah, no, absolutely. Um, when you think about home, obviously we spend a lot of time there and um, there's different attributes of the home as we age that could become more or less attractive. Uh, for instance, you know, as we get older, declining health may make it more difficult to manage the household 
it may be more difficult if you're staying in that same home that you're currently in uh, and maybe have been for for many years. It may be difficult to stay socially engaged you know, as you age in place. Depending on your neighborhood, uh, it could be quite isolating. It could be more reliant upon your family to kind of get there and help you out in that regard. You're just seeing a lot of uh, change in terms of people's preferences for for homes in general, particularly as they're aging. You're, you are seeing more and more people, you know, renting, uh, which you know you really didn't see. Uh, before the idea of home ownership is is almost a American value, but um, but you are seeing people kind of simplify in a sense that they don't have that that responsibility and they're shutting it and you know moving towards a more uh, an easier lifestyle, if you will, could be in a retirement community or not. Uh, and people certainly are moving more towards retirement communities, whether they be you know, more active uh, retirement communities or even uh, maybe at a later age, those continuing care retirement communities. So I, I thought we would get into all that today. I, I do see this as an area that, one, we're dealing with a lot already for clients that we serve. Uh, we have many clients where we have the sort of home transition earmarked in their financial plan, maybe you know two home transitions earmarked in their financial plan. We'll talk more about that. Uh, but first, let me set the stage with just uh, a short passage from the book. And uh, the book reads, we've learned that many retirees relocate twice. First, to a place desirable for lifestyle, climate, or proximity to family. Later in life, they're far more likely to move to someplace offering needed support and care, often assisted living facilities, close to family care, or moving in with family. Those who choose to stay in their pre-retirement homes just make the latter move, if any. Home renovations follow a parallel pattern. Early in retirement, the objective is to make more of a dream home, entertainment, exercise room, home office, gourmet kitchen. Later on, renovations accommodate declining mobility or other health conditions and make the home a safer and more functional place to age. So I'm curious, Walt, um, you know, the last episode we, t- we spoke about your folks and, and how they're kind of contemplating retirement and where they're living and what have you. Has any of this come up for them through those discussions that they've shared with you? I'd say it's, it's more for them is location, not so much um, style of home. Uh, I haven't heard their, their preferences too much on like the two-story versus one-story debate and those kinds of things. Definitely have seen that more with my grandparents, though, throughout the years as they've transitioned. They recently, it was either right before or at the beginning of the pandemic, redid their downstairs bathroom. But the big aha of it, although it's beautifully done, um, was making it more uh, mobility friendly. And now they've had a lot of um, they've had to invest in a ramp for my grandmother after she hurt her neck uh, during the pandemic when she uh, fell. And has they put in one of those uh, ramp styles that takes you up and down. And that was a bit that was a big renovation cost, essentially. Um, luckily, the wiring had already been there from, I guess, the previous owner uh, many, many years before had a ramp in there. So at least that saved a little bit on the cost of having to get that installed. Of course, grandma's like, now I'm not using that. And I don't care if I have a broken neck. I'm walking up and down the stairs on my own. See the previous episode about attitude uh, and positive mindset. <laughs> uh, my grandmother embodies that to a uh, to a T. 
But so I've seen definitely with my grandparents more of that conversation of they very heavily considered moving and getting a, a, a first story place, but they decided that they loved the condo so much and the view and um, they just loved their home so much. They're dealing with the mobility challenges that it presents, um, but they definitely have made choices to try and try and stay there by tweaking certain things. But you can definitely see it being being a challenge. And, and one day it may be the thing that forces them to, to have to get out of there. So. Those are tough conversations. They're not as much fun when you transition from those renovations and those things you're taking care of being those exciting, fun things of how to make the the place better for entertainment and all those kinds of things to the more functional uh, elements. You know, I think your your folks and your grandparents probably provide a good example of those two decisions that uh, that the that were mentioned in the book. You know, the first is really more about that desirable place for lifestyle, climate, and things like that. And then later on, it's more about, you know, finding that support and care and, and making uh, the home more amenable to, to aging in place. Or, you know, if you're going to get out of the home, going somewhere else where you can do that. So that's probably a pretty good juxtaposition um, and a nice example we just happen to fall into there. If we dig into some of the numbers as far as, you know, what people are doing, what boomers are doing, and, and even, you know, kind of older retirees and boomers, the silent generation, um, boomers, it's about 50-50 that they, they plan to age in place. So, you know, kind of the stay, uh, go, or <laughs> the book actually talks about finding roommates too, which, you know, I guess it's a kind of a combination of like Golden Girls meets uh, Friends, the television shows. Interesting, uh-huh. I haven't seen it, but uh, they talk about you know some examples in larger cities like New York and what have you. But um, but kind of the stay and go uh, certainly is 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 a prevalent conversation with all retirees. Maybe not you know if they do decide to to kind of stay, you know maybe it's going to be later on that you know more of the go conversation is going to come up. But it's dynamic and and the whole idea of staying. Uh, the prior generation definitely held on to that. I think we can all think of, you know, maybe our parents or grandparents that maybe were a little bit obstinate about, you know, getting help, whether it was coming into the home as they as they were aging and, and really couldn't maintain the household themselves and were almost stubbornly independent and wanted to hold on to that independence. That silent generation, 69% said that they, you know, wanted to stay and, and age in place. Candidly, I think that seems that strikes me as being, being low. Um, most people um, that I've encountered, almost all people, I think, you know, wanted to go ahead and stay in place. It was really kind of the the few that would look to do something different. Um, it was a home. It just wasn't a house to them and independence and all kinds of other emotional attachments to it. But today they're saying, you know, the book authors with the research are saying that it's really kind of a coin flip of whether the boomers want to stay at home and age in place. And some of the reasons why um, why they say that they may want to stay uh, is hassle was one that was uh, cited. You know, I don't. Nobody wants to move. Nobody likes to move. Let's put it that way. Nobody likes to move. The process of moving that transition. You always talk about transitions evoking stress. Well, moving the act of moving is probably all um, distress or bad stress. But um, but hey, you can pay people to do some of the, a lot of things these days. So so there you go. But I would also call that inertia. I can think of several clients that um, have been saying that they're going to move, they're going to start working through the house, going through their basements that we have in Ohio and don't have in Florida, and um, just getting the house ready to sell. Well, they've been <laughs> getting the house ready to sell now for five, maybe even 10 years. And um, 
you know, there's obviously some other stuff that's going on there, but um, inertia, I think, is a very, very Get, getting the house ready to sell has definitely been a steady state for uh, for my folks for many years. It's finally actually happening, but uh, yeah, it's it's been. I think that statement has been said on and off for about ten years now. <laughs> yeah, I think there's definitely a business opportunity. If somebody's serious about it, just to kind of bring that uh, that uh, objective, unemotional um, execution to doing it. But I think inertia is is huge for sure. Yeah, sure, it's a hassle, no doubt, but you can get over that and pay movers and what have you. It's the inertia. Um, it's going through all the stuff, shedding the memories, whatever the case may be. I also think a big part of it is there's still a big portion of the population that just don't know what other options are out there or think that they know, but it just ain't so. You know, they think that, hey, well, I don't want to go to a retirement community because you know, it's just going to be all old grumpy people there, or, you know, or I don't want to go to that continuing care retirement community. You know, it's, it's just going to feel like, you know, I'm going there to die or whatever sort of negative stereotypical saying that maybe you can come up with, but it's certainly changing. There's a lot of different um, options that are out there today. You know, the, under the go category, if we kind of move away from the stay, as we've talked about, and it's going to be no surprise, certainly people are going towards more of the Sun Belt, the warmer climates. They are going to retirement communities more so today and ever increasing rate. They're certainly moving closer to family too. So uh, some examples, Walt, I'm sure you've heard of the villages down in Florida. Yes. It's kind of the, mm-hmm. you know, it's the stereotypical retirement community on the East Coast. Uh, Sun City is the one that kind of comes to mind uh, out on the West Coast or I guess it's not in the coast, but uh, out in Arizona. You know, these are, I would call these active adult communities. You know, there's just a big segment of the population that are in that space. You have a lot of activities. Social engagement is made a lot easier, whether it's, you know, you know, you're going out golfing with friends, going out for lunch, you know, whatever sort of activities you may be interested in. Pickleball is like all the rage these days, it seems, in these active adult communities and, and also skewing younger. But you name it, if you go to a place where a lot of people have this time affluence and have some financial resources and security, and you, you couple them all in this community, it's like college for retirees. It can be pretty cool. We see that a lot, obviously, here in Florida. The community that uh, my family and I are in is, um, is not that, you know, intentionally. We have young, young kids. Uh, we are in, you know, kind of the best public school or one of the best public school districts in, in Southwest Florida down here. Um, by design. And so we have a, a, a more of a mix of families that are here year round. Uh, but the retirees that often choose to be in here, as I talk with them, um, it's interesting. They chose to be here. They, they, they want to stay active, but they just don't want to be around all retirees. They want to stay around more of a mix of people and, and kids. And then, and then you definitely hear some that um, maybe regret their buying decision and do want to move towards a more retirement-based community without kids. But Point being, there's all kinds of strokes for different folks. And um, I think just educating yourself on what options are out there, and, and it doesn't mean that you have to relocate to a different state or move to a Sunbelt state or something like that, but what's available in your local community. Um, I can think in Northeast Ohio, you there seemed to be like a real demand, but maybe not much of a supply of these sort of retirement communities. But that's you see that's continuing to start to change um, where all these things that are important you know, to us in general, you know, Maslow's hierarchy of needs, uh, a lot of those communities can make these things easier. Uh, not only do you have your home, but you have you know, those social uh, relationships. You can get around. The mobility can be easier. They can bring things to you or take you there. 
Uh, and also just maybe even get engaged in some different purposeful activities to kind of touch on the higher order pyramid sort of uh, needs that we have. But uh, this is an area that I definitely see more and more um, change happening ahead. I think it's just it's just us kind of slowly evolving and moving as kids, as our children become more more bound to go ahead and pursue certain work or what have you, then you know, you're seeing uh, more retired people follow their children to new locales as well. We'll see what COVID, uh, you know, lasting effects may happen from that, you know, if we're going to be able to work from anywhere and, and maybe we see a reverse of that. I'm, I'm skeptical, but time will tell. But I, I guess the, the overriding thing that I would say here is really just, you know, rather than just kind of stay at the de facto, well, yeah, we're, you know, we've been here for 20 years and we're going to stay put or, or something of the sort, at least get educated, you know, go online, you know, search, you know, retirement community, search CCRC, see what's available in your area or other areas, go out and visit some of them. You know, it's, uh, if you got this time affluence on your hand in retirement, you don't have to work and you're looking, Hey, how can I fill my day? Go get educated, see what's out there. Maybe there's going to be something that you weren't aware of that you're going to like more than what you're currently doing, which could be awesome. Uh, and even if not, at least you're going to make a more informed decision overall. So while all of these um, kind of getting educated, uh, I think makes sense. A couple of things that I'll throw out there uh, to keep in mind that are maybe, I don't want to say a mistake, but I've seen some people make decisions, they regretted them and then have undone them, which moving costs money. Uh, so if you can avoid a decision uh, that you're going to reverse, it's probably good. Most people think about downsizing when they get in retirement. And uh, what the study shows uh, from the book is that 50% of people, when they do go and, and move from the home that they've been in while they were working, do in fact downsize. Um, about 20% stay the same, but maybe a surprising number, 30% actually upsize. And when I think of this, um, I don't know what our client statistics are or anything like that, but I can think of at least a handful of cases where people have downsized, they've regretted the decision, and then they either remodeled to add on to have some more space or actually moved because uh, they were just unhappy. And and it could be, you know, the often cited reason is that they didn't have room for the family when they came to visit. They couldn't, didn't have the space that they wanted to go ahead and host uh, holiday meals and things of the like. I've never heard anybody say it, but I wouldn't be surprised if there's also some kind of social um, status. Uh, maybe, you know, there was just a bit of a difference in kind of where they moved to um, that wasn't part of their identity and their ego, not in the bad sense, but in the literal sense. Um, but I've seen that happen a handful of times where, you know, if they could have just stayed where they were, they probably would have because they definitely moved and or remodeled and, and spent a lot of money in doing so. Interesting to hear those different uh, decisions and kind of directions that uh, people choose. I'm sure that's maybe, would this be one of the more, I don't know, I guess the more fun decisions that you get to kind of be a part of in the planning process? Because there's so much energy and emotion wrapped up into the home. I imagine it's kind of fun to walk people through all these different possibilities and, and whatnot. Oh, for sure. Um, I can think of some other cases where literally, I mean, the people live below their means, but um, when we started talking about what was possible, um, and and not that they were unhappy, but um, they were content, let's put it that way. And contentment's a great thing and a great place to be. 
But when we showed them what was possible, you know, whether it was upsizing their home or, or having a second home or, or just even kind of spending a lot more money on travel and, and staying in a location for an extended period of time, uh, we have several cases like that where people have been able to do those things that they maybe either didn't think were possible or, or didn't even consider um, before we kind of, you know, nudge them to do so. So, yeah, I mean, that's definitely kind of the good, warm, fuzzy when you can see people taking action and, and really get more out of life, more satisfaction out of life and, and maybe stretch beyond what they thought was possible or, or what they knew before. Um, <laughs> that's, those are those cases where you come out of the meeting room with just a big grin on your face and, and, you know, you want to feel like you're pounding your chest like super financial planner. So that's, those are good days for sure. I do want to dive into the, the CCRCs a little bit more. So it's against CCRC, Continuing Care Retirement Community. Um, these are often uh, places where people will go in and it's independent living, but then you can progress up to assisted living. Maybe there's a memory care unit all the way up to a nursing home uh, as well. And you're seeing more and more and more of these. Uh, we have about a handful of clients that are in them currently, and we have a, at least another handful that have a, a future move into one of them planned. And I, let me jump back to the book here for a moment and and give a little read and perspective on it. But um, Continuing Care Retirement Communities, or CCRCs, also called Life Plan Communities, provide for independent retirement living with home services and meal plans, plus stages of needed care. So the assisted living, nursing home, memory care, uh, as well as independent living. Many retirees choose to move into CCRCs in advance of needing regular care. You are seeing kind of the average age, you know, skew a little bit younger as well. The Moorings Park CCRC in Naples, Florida, which is not too far down the road from where I'm located, um, of the roughly 1,000 residents, about 700 are in independent living, 200 in assisted living, and 100 in long-term care. The restaurant is like a fine dining establishment. Their clubhouse, like a private one you wish you'd belong to, their health club equal to any I've seen. It's a top-notch community all around, and young or old, you probably want to live there. And that's true. I've been there as a tour. It's, I mean, this is a higher-end one, uh, and there's plenty that are nice that are not higher-end one like that, but it's really cool. Um, it's just It makes life easier, and you can definitely enjoy it. One other thing that I'll go on, one more paragraph uh, that I thought was pretty unique, and we'll see if we see more of this, but colleges have begun taking advantage of the real estate and trusted brands and are also building CCRCs for younger and more active retirees, offering lifelong learning opportunities and access to campus facilities and events. For example, Legacy Point is located on the campus of the University of Central Florida, where it fosters intergenerational connections in daily life. At Arizona State University, Mirabella at ASU is a 20-story, $250 million life plan community for over 300 residents. So I, I hadn't heard of the, these communities on college campuses, but one, it sounds, it, it appeals to me. I think it could be, you know, a cool college town, uh, you know, a lot of opportunity to stay active and engaged and learn and grow and, and have a myriad of opportunities to, to mingle with people of different life stages. But I bring it up really for the point that I think this is really going to continue to evolve. 
I think CCRCs are going to continue to grow and you're going to see more and more people abandoning uh, their homes and opting for uh, some sort of retirement community. Maybe it's going to be kind of that active community like the villages earlier in retirement and then moving more towards uh, continuing care type community as they age. Um, you're just, I think you've certainly been seeing that over the last 20 years, but I think as those markets continue to develop and as we live longer and our kids are more mo- mobile, and we continue to become more fluent and can afford these things, I think it's only going to become uh, even more prevalent and we're probably going to have many more choices as well. Interesting to see how that will shift over time. And yeah, it's like, I guess as people have gotten to know a little bit more of what people liked about their homes, but where the deficiencies were, they've tried to kind of marry those two different things together to create these communities and seems like a great fit for a lot of people. That's that's, I, I view that as a good thing because maybe it helps that conversation and that worry of having to transition out of the home be less of a traumatic event for people, which it has been in the past for a lot of a lot of families. It's not a fun thing to go through when somebody really doesn't want to leave their home. Yeah, I mean, I think if if you're if you're proactive about it, if you're getting educated on the options that are out there, you know, there's definitely going to be more and more options available for differing, you know, whatever your choice is. Uh, so again, I think just getting over the inertia is probably just step one. Just trying to take a pragmatic approach here, see what options are out there, search Google, you know, go out CCRC active retirement community near me, whatever sort of you know logical search term you can come up with. You can just start poking around. Um, you know, certainly people's favorite uh, hobby these days are to look at Zillow.com or Realtor.com and check out your neighbor's homes or your home and what it's worth and what's available and what's out there. But all those things, I mean, you, you have time. Be intentional about it. Think what's out there. Go visit some of these CCRCs. Go visit some of the uh, active retirement communities. Keep in mind, you know, all these things that we've been talking about over the last several episodes about what. Uh, you know, really makes that retirement satisfaction. It's health, it's financial security, it's uh, having loving relationships with your family and friends, having a purpose. Again, these community-based environments can go ahead and make a lot of those easier, certainly at a cost, but, you know, there's plenty of those CCRCs that are around us here in Florida that don't have entrance fees. You know, they may just have like a monthly service fee and they may just have like a pay-go system if you do need those higher levels of healthcare. On the other hand, you have those places like the Moorings that I mentioned or Laurel Lake in Northeast Ohio that are really kind of, you know, all-inclusive facilities, both from a meal standpoint as well as from a life care component, and you have options in between too. So as with anything, get educated, you know, um, overcome inertia, start moving the ball forward, think about what you like, what you don't like, talk with your spouse if you're married about it, and uh, just just get informed and, and make an educated decision. What you may make today may be different down the road, but if you're equipped and, and knowledgeable about what options are out there, you're probably going to make a better decision overall. Very good. Well, if you have questions about something we've talked about today, about your financial plan, about all these different elements, it gets all wrapped into the comprehensive planning that uh, the team does at True Wealth Design, Kevin, and the great staff that he has on hand, a full team of certified financial planners to help guide you through the decision-making process and the planning process. You can go to truewealthdesign.com, click the Are We Right For You button to schedule a 15-minute call with an experienced advisor on the team, or you can call 855-TWD-PLAN if you prefer to get in touch the phone method, 855-893-7526. And as always, the contact info is in the description of today's show. Kevin, thanks for the help and the guidance on the program today. Enjoyed it, and uh, we'll look forward to continuing our series next time around. 
Uh, actually, Walt, that is the end of oh, the that's series. The end of the my series. Yes. Oh my gosh! Oh well, there it is. Okay. Yeah, I think I thought four episodes would be uh, plenty, but um, perfect. I guess so. Uh, to wet the whistle. Um, actually, we have a guest coming up uh, for the next two, so at least it's currently scheduled, pending any um, in case you know scheduling conflicts that may arise. But um, but Dr. Michael Finca, who does a lot of research on retirement satisfaction, retirement spending. Somewhat similar to what we just went through in the book, but I think will bring a different perspective to to many key parts, and who's also very entertaining and engaging. Uh, you know, I've known him for about a decade, but he's agreed to come on to the podcast. So um, I'm quite confident that uh, that the listeners are going to get a lot out of the next two episodes. Um, certainly, we'll harken back to some of the things that we talked about uh, over the last few with the What Retirees Want book, but I think he'll real, really be able to bring some additional considerations uh, to the conversation, and uh, I, I'm really looking forward to it. Perfect. Well, I can't wait. Uh, guests will be joining us on the next edition, again, pending something uh, you know popping up between now and then, but uh, plan for a guest interview next time around on Retire Smarter. Well, there we go. Uh, thanks for everybody for listening. Don't forget, you can subscribe to the show on your favorite apps. Uh, we're on Spotify, Google Podcasts, Apple Podcasts, and everywhere else you can find and listen to podcast programming. And uh, as always online, you can find the full library and more information at truewealthdesign.com. We'll see everybody next time right back here on Retire Smarter. Information provided is for informational purposes only and does not constitute investment, tax, or legal advice. Information is obtained from sources that are deemed to be reliable, but their accurateness and completeness cannot be guaranteed. All performance reference is historical and not an indication of future results. Benchmark indices are hypothetical and do not include any investment fees.